Please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to Annapolis A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friends? How you, you doing good? You doing better than you did yesterday? You feeling better than you did yesterday, I hope. You taking all your medicine, doing what you're supposed to do. You got your medication in the house. You getting it delivered like you're supposed to. You're not letting yourself run out, are you? You're doing your exercises. You're doing your physical therapy. Can't ask for better than that. Hey, before we start, I want to remind you, An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. Hey, we want to talk to you. It's very important. We want to talk to you. We want you to share your story about your disability. We want you to share how you go about your day-to-day activities You know, tell us how you go about it. What don't you let stop you? And maybe you'll help someone else out that's having problems. Share your secrets. I'm always sharing mine. And we have other people that share. But I want to hear from you. And I want to hear from you right here on the podcast. And we're going to set it up remotely. We can do it over the phone. We can do it over Skype. We can do it over Zoom. We can do it any which way you want. And this way you can help others. And you're part of the podcast. You're part of the community. And it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in New York or you're in Oklahoma. You could be in Alaska. You could be in Ireland, Italy. You could be in Czechoslovakia. We can do it. We can do it right over the phone lines and have you right here on the podcast with me. It's like we're sitting in the same room having a conversation and you can help other people, other people who have disabilities and you'll meet other people. So go to the Famous Apple website, go to the Contact Us page, right? When you land on the main page, it says Contact Us. Click on that. When When you get to the Contact Us page, there's a button there that says Leave a Voice Message. And you can leave your contact information, and I'll contact you. This way, we'll set it up. We'll set up a day that's convenient for you, a time that's convenient for you. And we'll, we'll do an interview. And you can share your secrets, your life hacks, how you get about with your day-to-day activities, what your hobbies are. And you know what? By doing this, you can help other people in our community to make their life a little bit easier, maybe a little bit better. Isn't that worth it? So please leave me a voice message and we'll talk and we'll set it up. We got a good one for you today. We have a lot of information. We got some COVID-19 updates. We've got information about applying, what you need to know, things you should think about before you apply for disability benefits. Are you having problems sleeping? with all this nonsense going on in the world between the pandemic and the, the protests and all this other stuff, we've got, we've got something for that. Also, we're coming into that, that time, all right? Maybe you're not thinking about vacation this year because of all, this, 
all the stuff going on in the world. But there's places out there that offer discounts for to people with disability. And we have a whole bunch of information on that that I want to share with you. And I have a little bit of a warning for people who have gotten lazy. And this isn't this isn't just for disabled people. This is for the people who have been quarantined. You know, we tend to get a little bit lazy. We've been stuck in the house for a couple of months and you know, we've spent the time laying around watching movies and TV and well There's something that we have to worry about, and we're going to discuss that also. So we've got a jam-packed podcast today, and I I think you're going to find it very interesting. And it's not just for us. It's also for our fur babies, our, our cats and our dogs today. We have something for them, too. So sit back, relax, and we're going to get started, okay? Now, here are a couple of things to think about before applying for disability benefits. This is an article written by Darlinda Bogle, the Assistant Deputy Commissioner for Social Security. She writes, Social Security is with you throughout life's journey. We're here for you if the unexpected happens. We're there for you when you finally stop working as well. We provide vital financial support to tens of millions of American workers, primarily through the retirement benefits. But we're also there for you if the unexpected happens and a serious medical condition stops you from working and being able to support yourself and your family. In such cases, you may be able to qualify for Social Security disability benefits, which replace a portion of your income when a worker becomes seriously disabled. Here are three key factors we use to determine if you may qualify for Social Security disability benefits. Number one, you must have a lasting medical condition so severe that it prevents you from doing the work that you did in the past or adjusting to other types of work. Number two, your physical or mental impairments must have lasted or be expected to last at least a year or result in your death. And number three, you must have worked long enough, and this is very important, and recently enough in jobs covered by Social Security. To learn more, please visit our disability homepage. That's at ssa.gov forward slash disability. You become eligible for Social Security benefits by working and paying FICA taxes, which translate into Social Security credits. How many credits you need to receive disability benefits depends on how old you are when you become disabled. For example, if you became disabled at age, say, 31 or older, you generally must have earned at least 20 credits in the 10 years immediately before you became disabled. 20 credits are equal to 5 years of substantial earnings. Younger workers, they may qualify with fewer credits. To see how many credits you have earned and to estimate future benefits, please log in to or create uh, my Social Security account. Now, how do you do that? You go over to ssa.gov and you create a My Social Security account. It's very good to have. Those who have not worked enough to qualify for Social Security benefits may be eligible for help through our Supplemental Security Income Program or SSI. SSI provides financial assistance to disabled children and adults, as well as the aged and blind people who have little or no income or resources. Learn more on our SSI homepage, and that's at ssa.gov. 
Social Security helps you and millions of other Americans secure today and tomorrow by providing important financial benefits, information, and planning tools. Learn more by going to ssa.gov. Now, this is very important, especially the you must have worked long enough and recently enough in jobs covered by Social Security. Too many people say, well, I worked all my life and I just haven't worked because I've been out of work. Make sure, make sure you stay abreast of the information. That's why that My Social Security account is so important to your future, especially as we get older. And if you're not disabled, it's so important to have. These, these are tools, and they're free tools. They're right at your fingertips. Take advantage of them. Go to ssa.gov and set up a My Social Security account, and you'll know where you stand the entire time, Okay. I just wanted to pass that on to you. It was an update that got sent out. And three critical points there. Three very critical points. It, it has to be a medical condition that prevents you from doing your job or adjusting to another job. See, people think that because you can't go back to doing the job you were doing that they have to pay you. That's not true. They can set you up with a different type of job through Social Security. The second one, your physical impairment or your mental impairment has to last at least a year or result in your death. It has to be that hard, that severe. You know, people think that people receiving disability benefits have it so easy and it's free money. Just that one little item alone is enough to put the fear of God in you. And you must have worked long enough and recently enough. So those three items, those three items are very important. Okay, let's move on here. All right, sleep deprivation equals depression. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. And depression attacks our entire body. Now, with all the nonsense going on in the world right now, you know what I'm talking about. This pandemic, the coronavirus, the COVID-19. Now we have this one's life matters, that one's life matters, this one's doesn't, that one doesn't. Let me tell you something. Just one little thing on this life matters thing. If you have to put a color qualifier before the, the term life matters, that that in itself is racist. All lives matter. I don't care what color you are. You could be black, white, green, purple, yellow, blue, turquoise. All lives matter. But that being said, I'm not, poli- I'm, I'm not going to get political or anything else about it, but it's enough to make you lose sleep. And losing sleep is hard on the body. No matter what, losing sleep, <laughs> it's, it's, it's harder on the body than getting hit with rocks. So there was articles about tips on improving your sleep. And I wanted to share this with you because in this time, this time that we're in right now, it's so trying. It's so exasperating. It's going to kill us if the disease doesn't kill us. The anxiety that it causes probably will. So there's some tips. These are different people that have given their ideas on how to better get to sleep at night. One woman says she cut out coffee altogether. She tries meditation before she goes to bed, but she cut coffee out of her out of her daily life. Now me, I'm a coffee drinker. I would have a seriously hard time cutting out coffee. But she did it, and good for her. She tries meditation. She uses the meditation apps on her phone. 
Another thing that works for her is white noise. She'll leave a fan running or she'll use rain apps. You, you, you've seen them on your phone. It sounds like you're in a tropical rainforest or you're in an urban setting with the rain falling, hitting the streets or the roof. Now, for me, that might cause a problem because uh, that could affect my kidneys or my bladder <laughs> here in the rain. Or, you know, those other ones, the stream, the babbling brooks, those never work well for me. But they work well for some people. That might be something you might want to try too. Then she went on to say that she tried Benadryl. Now, Benadryl is not meant as a sleep medicine. That's for allergies. It does make you tired, but it's not meant to be a sleep medication. And it's very dangerous, especially for those of us who are disabled, who are on medication, taking medication without a doctor's approval, mixing it in with other medication that we're taking. You don't know how it's going to react or interact with the other medication we're taking. That's very dangerous. Very dangerous. She also said that she purchased melatonin sleep supplements. Again, you know, we it's not a good idea to self-medicate. Now, th there is a Dr. Rodriguez who got involved with this study, and he recommends consulting a doctor before starting any kind of medicinal treatments. I have many patients that actually just need medication for anxiety. No sleep medication will control your anxiety, he said. Dr. Rodriguez suggests creating established routines in order to help combat life's pressures. Stress is something that we cannot control. Try to create some type of normalcy if you can. The doctor says that should include going to bed and waking up at the same time every day. We've been saying that on this podcast since the very beginning. Have a routine. You go to bed at the same time, you wake up at the same time. He also suggests squeezing in exercise, which is something you can control. Socializing in one way or another, even via virtual gatherings on apps like Zoom. Cutting out alcohol, especially right before bed. And avoiding anxiety, anxiety, including bad news at night. These are things that are easier said than done, said Dr. Rodriguez. I'm guilty of that sometimes. I don't do the best. But he says the key is to control the little things that in your world that you can control. And when other options fail, don't be afraid to seek professional help. That's the key. When you know you need help, get it. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you need help. So don't self-medicate. You know, drinking before bed, it may make you pass out, but it's only going to make things worse when you wake up again and your problems are still going to be there. And this self-medicating with over-the-counter things like Benadryl and melatonin, that's dangerous. You know, some people say, well, you know, if it's over-the-counter, it can't be dangerous. Yes, it can. Read the directions. It can interact very badly with your prescription medications and can cause you more problems than you have now. So be very careful with that. And any kind of medicine, any kind of medicinal treatments that you're going to do, always clear first with your doctor. Don't take it upon yourself. That's why you have a doctor. That's why the doctor gets paid. Use him for what he is. He's a professional. Use him as a professional. Okay? So relax. Try the meditation. Meditation works. Meditation does work. You just got to try it. You can't just try it once and say, ah, pfft, it's not for me. Try it. Try it a couple of times. It's like, a, it's like watching a TV series. You watch it one time, you say, ah, I don't like this TV series. But you watch it a couple of times, it grows on you. So try the meditation. That works. Try the apps. 
Who knows? You might like a babbling brook. You might have to put plastic sheets on your bed too. Okay, let's move on. Since this pandemic has struck, we've noticed people gaining weight. You look at Facebook and people will tell you, all I do is eat all day and sit around and watch Netflix and stream TV shows and watch movies and I lay in bed all day and it's not good. You're, you're conditioning yourself to have a sedentary lifestyle. And you know what? Sooner or later, you're going to have to break that. And it's not that easy. It's not that easy. They say sitting around is the new smoking. And you know how hard it is to quit smoking? Well, I have a report here. It says sitting still can kill you. That's right. Lazy people have an 82% higher risk of cancer death, according to this study. A comprehensive study on the lifestyles of 8,000 adults has revealed that those who lead the most sedentary lives have an 82% higher risk of death by cancer, according to researchers at the University of Texas. This is the first study that definitively shows strong association between not moving and cancer death, said Dr. Susan Gilchrist, associate professor at MD Anderson Cancer Center at the University of Texas and lead author of this study. The research published in the JAMA Oncology concludes that individuals who swap 30 minutes of sitting time with physical activity can lower that risk. Our findings reinforce that it's important to sit less and move more, said Gilchrist. Even small amounts of movement can make positive difference, she explains. Conversations with my patients always begin with why they don't make more time for exercise, said Gilchrist. I tell them to consider standing up for five minutes every hour at work or taking the stairs instead of the elevator. It may not sound like a lot, but this tells us even light activity has cancer survival benefits. Study participants all adults over the age of 45 wore tracking devices called the cellometers for one week at a time between 2009 and 2013. Of the 8,000 individuals included, those who lazed around too much had an 82% higher risk of dying from any cancer compared to those who sat down the least during the work waking hours, even after accounting for age, sex, and health issues. However, those who set 30 minutes aside for light exercise, such as walking instead of sitting, were able to reduce their risk by 8%. Those who took a moderate activity, such as bike riding, gardening, or tennis, saw an even greater risk reduction by 31%. Says Gilchrist, our next step is to investigate how objectively measured sedentary behavior impacts site-specific cancer incidents and if gender and race play a role. Well, like I said, sitting around, they say, is the new smoking. Now, even though we're disabled, we can still get exercise. I'm in a wheelchair and I do exercises. You can do marching in place, even though I have the one leg, but I can march in place. You can do arm lifts. You can do arm circles. You can do stretches. You can do exercises no matter what your disability is. And for those of us that have been quarantined, which is all of us, you have to break that cycle. You have to break that cycle of sitting and watching TV and your only exercise can't be going to the refrigerator and eating more. That's dangerous too. So don't let the coronavirus pass you by with the, with the disease and kill you with a side effect. Do you know what I'm saying? 
So get that exercise. That, this is something else we've been saying since the very beginning of the podcast. You have to move around. You have to get that oxygen inside of you. You have to get the blood flowing. You don't want to become a lump of clay. Very important. Now, something else with the coronavirus. The FDA warns that humans can spread the coronavirus to pets. That's right. Humans can possibly spread coronavirus to pets The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has warned. The FDA doled out advice on how pet owners can keep their fur babies safe during the pandemic, including keeping them away from people outside of the home and keeping cats indoors. Though it doesn't seem like animals can give you the virus, it appears that you can give it to them. So if you're sick, avoid direct contact with your pets. If possible, have someone else care for them until you're well again. Pet parents are also advised to wear face coverings and wash their hands before and after interacting with their animals. Cats and ferrets are more likely to catch the coronavirus than dogs, according to the FDA. A previous study found that cats were more susceptible to transmitting the virus to other animals. In April, two pet cats were test positive for coronavirus, which also sickened lions and tigers in the Bronx Zoo. So it's not just humans anymore. It's spreading. It's spread to animals. It's it. This virus is overtaking us, and we have to be careful in every aspect of our life. That includes our pets. And that includes not going up to pets out in the streets. I'm a pet person. I have dogs and cats. I've had birds. And when I see dogs outside, I'm more friendly to dogs and cats outside than I am to some people. And I always go up to pet pet dogs. Someone comes up to me with a dog. I, I say hello to the dog before I say hello to the person sometimes. And, uh, but you can't do that anymore. It's not fair to, it's not fair to you because you might catch something from the, the dog or the pet or the cat, whatever. Or you might give something to the dog or the cat. So we have to socially distance ourselves now, not only from other people, but from pets and animals. Very important. All right. I want to remind you, stay with us to the end of this podcast because I'm going to give you a website where you can get a guide for persons with disabilities that's chock full of discounts. All right. So there's no nothing to buy. There's nothing that you have to sign up for. No strings attached. It's a guide. That's going to give you a, a, a report full of discounts for people with disabilities. So stay with us to the end of the podcast. All right, let's move on here. Well, I just have some common sense reminders now that the quarantines are lifting and we're phasing ourselves back into society. I want to remind you of a couple of things for those of us who are disabled. Transportation. There are some forms of public transportation that do offer discounts to people with disabilities. And in some cases, people who are traveling with people with disabilities. So all you have to do is ask. Now, I tried to look at, you know, MTA here in New York, and I really couldn't find anything. But there's things like Amtrak. They offer discounts. Some airlines offer discounts for disabled people. So all you have to do is ask. It doesn't hurt to ask, okay? The same thing with attractions and parks. Certain parks offer up to 50% discount on entrances. All you have to do is ask. What you do have to do is show proof of disability. So make sure you have your disability letter from Social Security Disability. Keep that with you as a form of proof. 
you know, even for the transportation. And hey, extra money in your pocket, that's what it's all about. Now, here's something else I want to remind you of. This time of year, well, I don't, again, I don't know with everything else that's going on how much traveling we're going to be doing. But if you rent a car, even though you're disabled, if you're a licensed driver and you don't require any special equipment, Car rental companies cannot charge you more just because you're disabled. If you hold a driver's license with no restrictions on it that requires special equipment, they can't charge you more. Now, that being said, certain insurance companies may charge you more depending on your disability. But for the most part, we're on an even playing field as long as we don't require special equipment. Now, that doesn't hold true to recreational vehicles. Things like boating, jet skis, uh, amusement park rides. I've been to places where I've seen that if you're disabled or if you have a heart condition or or if you're blind, (laughs) stuff like that, you're not permitted to use the attraction or the rides. That's legal because it becomes a, a liability issue, not only for you, but also for the park. Now, let me let me just make this perfectly clear. If you lie and say you're not disabled and go on to this, just I'm just using this as an example. Say a, a, a roller coaster says if you have a heart condition, you cannot ride this ride for, for liability issues. And you lie and say, I don't have a heart condition. Meanwhile, you, you had a heart attack six months earlier. You get on this ride and all of a sudden you have a heart attack. The park isn't responsible once they find out that you have, you had a heart condition when they went on and they warned you. You're responsible. I just want to put that out there. So you can't be denied something that you're licensed for. You can't be denied renting a car. You can be upcharged on the insurance depending on your disability. I mean, if you have one eye, they may, they may not even allow you to be insured. You may have to carry your own insurance that's something that you have to look at, read the paperwork, and if you're not sure, check with an attorney, okay? I just wanted to put that out there just as a little bit of a reminder, and I wanted to remind you that there are discounts in public transportation for disabled people. All you have to do is ask, and always carry your letter. You can get your letter by going to into your My Social Security account at ssa.gov. And if you don't have that Social Security account, set up one. And you can always just print it right off your computer whenever you need it and carry it with you as a form of proof. It'll come in handy for you. Okay, let's move on here. Hey, I want to remind you, even though we're starting to phase back into society, we're far from out of the woods from this pandemic, this COVID-19, this coronavirus. We still have to maintain social distancing. We still have to wear face masks. We still have to wear the gloves. We have to still stay safe. We still have to stay inside. You know, we can go out, we can get some fresh air. We have a little bit more freedom of movement, but we still have to remain vigilant. We still have to remain careful and we still have to remain mindful of others as well as ourselves. The masks are important. They're not so much for ourselves, but they're to protect others and others wearing masks are to protect us. If we all work together, we can get through this pandemic. We can get through this virus, this putrid disease. We just have to work together. And remember this, 
Things can always be worse. That's right. Right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse. Remember that, my friends. Now, I did promise you, and this is the end of the podcast. So I hope you have a pen and a paper ready. There's a discount guide for people with disabilities. I want you to go to dealhack.com. That's D-E-A-L-H-A-C-K dot com forward slash blog, B-L-O-G, forward slash disability dash discount guide. That's dealhack.com forward slash blog forward slash disability dash discount guide. It's full of discounts all over. Now, I want to remind you of something else. A lot of the service industries offer discounts to disabled people. From little businesses like lawn care services to auto, auto mechanic shops. Maybe not all of the small shops, maybe not all of the big shops. But the only way you're going to find out is to ask. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Just ask. All right, my friends. Thank you very much for stopping by today. And I want to remind you, the best medicine, whether you're disabled or you're quarantined or you're just sick and tired of the pandemic and the coronavirus and the COVID-19, the best medicine out there is laughter. Remember that. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.